Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dan Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. And I must say, I really got bored with the patriarchy when I found out that it wasn't about giant robots. Uh, yeah. And uh, here with me is my co-host. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and as soon as I figure out how to build this wall horizontal instead of just vertical, it's over for you, Dan. <laughs> Probably the best joke, in the one of, one of my favorite jokes yes, in, yes. In, that, in that film. Certainly enjoyed it. Um, it's coming at you probably three weeks late at the time you're hearing this, but yes. we did attend the Barbenheimer double feature this week. We did. And we enjoyed both. We've got our thoughts, which I'm sure we're going to disclose in a matter of minutes. But uh, we apologize for the lateness. <laughs> oh no, it's but yeah, well, yeah, we're still on the time delay. But uh, this, you know, for us, this past week or this week's episode is kind of a big movie episode. Mm-hmm. We're obviously finally covering One Piece film Red, yes. which we've been looking forward to for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this movie when it was in theaters. Uh, I've been holding off a second viewing for this podcast, and you, Jonathan, have not seen it at no, all yet. Only on the TikTok. So. I think you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to love it. But uh, before we get into that, um, let's do our usual news. Yeah. We got we got obviously the big thing at the end. <laughs> yep. But uh, do we have any smaller news before that? Nope. <laughs> Nothing for me. I, I have a few things, okay. if I may. Well, of course. Uh, for one thing, uh, premiere of a new anime recently on Netflix called Zom 100, mm-hmm. Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, I've seen it making the rounds on Twitter and TikTok because it had a very, uh, very, very cool opening scene, kind of. Um, but the basic premise is that a, you know, kind of bedraggled office worker who's kind of depressed with his life uh, wakes up and discovers that a zombie apocalypse has started, uh, at least in Japan, and he feels elated and kind of, like, reborn because he doesn't have to go to work anymore. Yeah. And at the end of the first episode, he makes a bucket list of things that he definitely wants to do now that he has this newfound freedom uh, before the zombies come and get him. Mm-hmm. And the zombies are portrayed very... just It's hard to describe, but they're they're portrayed like very creepily yet fluidly with the animation and they got like splatoon colors all over the place mm-hmm. so it's not just blood it's mm-hmm. kind of I- i'm assuming it's it's either supposed to symbolize blood or it's a combination of like zombie mutating juices and stuff but there's <laughs> mm. like bright colors everywhere it's a very like surprise it-, it really resonated with me <laughs> uh so i think the first two episodes are up on netflix so in terms of new anime I thoroughly recommend checking that out. I believe it was made by uh, former staff members or current staff members at OLM, mm-hmm. who obviously used to do the Pokemon anime mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, 
but yeah, so definitely check that out mm. if you if you wish. Uh, one anime thing that was just announced hours ago is apparently uh, Adult Swim's Junji Ito's Uzumaki isn't dead. We got okay. an official clip from it, and it looks wonderful. Just saying, coming soon. So okay, it's still not dead. <laughs> okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. And there was also that announcement that Adult Swim acquired the from the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So we got just that new to look series to, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if you don't have any other news... Nothing. The no. only thing I else I have to talk about is obviously Pikmin, Pikmin 4. 4. Yeah, the game that we all loved. Uh, yes. So we thought. So we thought. <laughs> um, apparently, no one in our gang had cared much about those little Pikmins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I was really, really enchanted by the demo, so I picked up Pikmin 4, and I am loving it so far. Mm-hmm. It is... I, I am honestly probably going to aim to try to 100% it, which is not something that I do very frequently, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm just having a blast. Yeah. Care to describe what's going on? It's, well, you're, you're, you play as your own little custom Donut Steel OC, who <laughs> is uh, part of uh, the rookie on the Rescue Corps team, mm-hmm. and he is sent down to the planet, or you are sent down <laughs> to the planet, to aid the rescue team that had gone to save Olimar, because this is a new canon, a new timeline, uh, where Olimar uh, never made it off that planet, uh, yeah. and also had a big dog friend, but mm-hmm. we, we're not we're not positive about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we gotta unravel Olimar's ultimate fate in this new timeline, you gotta save the rest of your crew, uh, but then you also realize that because of Olimar's many... SOS broadcasts and, you know, data files that lots of citizens and tourists and other weekend warriors have made their way to the planet and you got to rescue them, too, Mm -hmm. because they're all, you know, they're trapped in the Pikmin planet, uh, but they're just regular civilians. Mm. Um, So lots of stuff to do in it. Uh, I think at this point I have... I've discovered... You know, the three main Pikmin, mm-hmm. Winged Pikmin, Rock, and Ice, and then Glow. Mm, I got so all last of them. night. Yeah, except well, for not Purple. Yet. Not Purple and Purple White. And white. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have been playing it a lot over the past couple days, but I would say that there's still tons of stuff to do. Mm. Uh, there's lots of caves to explore that usually have, like, a, like a dungeon-crawling element, yeah. and they usually end yep. with a boss battle. Mm-hmm. There's treasures and other, you There's know, the bingo battle thing. Yes, there is the Dondori battles, mm-hmm. and then there's also timed Dondori things where you have to gather a certain amount of treasure in a certain amount of time, so mm. you gotta send some Pikmin to make shortcuts while you send the other Pikmin to go get the treasure that you need to collect, mm. and it's it's very engaging. Yeah. And, and again, like, I don't know, again, since apparently no one in our circle save maybe one person was a was a Pikmin well, fan. Well, I mean, we've played all the games. We have. I, I have, except for four. Like, I played one, two, and three. I, them. I like this most of all so far. Okay. I don't know if it's, I don't know how it stands up to Pikmin purists, yeah, which I think we are two not. is the pinnacle of Pikmin, but that's but just me. I think everything has been streamlined in this game enough that it's enjoyable to anyone, mm. and like, you know, you can just easily pick it up and start with this one. A uh, yuck yuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I'm having a blast with it. Mm. Those Pikmin are quite cute. Yeah. You know. Come out of my cold drink. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and the, uh, I, for another little gameplay thing, mm-hmm. the, the stuff at night with the glow Pikmin is kind of like a tower defense game with the okay. Pikmin. So you gotta, you gotta keep getting more glow Pikmin and you gotta keep 
the, the various creatures away <laughs> from the luminal thing that you're guarding. <laughs> so that's that's you know what's going on there. So lots of different takes on the Pikmin formula mm. that are present there. Yeah. So may it be a long and well lived franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any other news. Oh, we got to get discussing, Dan. We do. Yeah. So I mean, we did. What I think was a very clever thing. We didn't mm-hmm. see them back to back, so I wasn't a soulless husk by the end of these movies. Yeah, we weren't dried out. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, I think that was the way we were doing it. And we saw Oppenheimer first. We did. Versus Barbie the next day, which I think was a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Barbie wasn't as much as an upper as I thought, it was upper, sure. It has its positive vibes, but it left us thinking about humanity at the end. Certainly. And that's the that's the response that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. have I don't. Honestly, I don't think either of these movies were exactly what people were expecting them to be. Um, In the case of Oppenheimer, the discussion that I've seen that I agree with is that it feels like a play. Yeah. It feels like a three-hour kind of courtroom procedural dramatized play Mm -hmm. that doesn't really require any of the extra effects and stuff. And it could just play out if you just took the script. Yeah. Put them in a room. Yeah. Play out. The Gave way them it a is. Jessica Chastain chair on a turntable. Exactly. Yeah. We could have had it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I thought, but it was only like a few points off for me. Yeah. And I think I was so overwhelmed by the personal hype and satisfaction that I was going to feel from Barbie that uh, you know, I had a different champion in the ring for me. No, I was honestly going into this assuming that that you know. Barbie would come out on top for me, but Oppenheimer actually did come out on top. Like so I, when they release on physical media, we're gonna have to compare them. We're gonna we have will. to spend two weeks and do the, the Oppenheimer Barbie. Oh no, we'll definitely yeah. we'll deep re- dive. We'll repeat that. Yeah. But but Oppenheimer did come out on top for me because it reminded me a lot of that of the JFK movie mm-hmm. that I'm a fan of, yes. where it's like told non sequentially. There's lots of like like the mix of like the black and white footage yep, with um yep. I was know, reading how he was stuff. inspired by Rashomon and everyone's yeah. getting a different story to tell and I liked that a lot and thinking about it after you know going on TikTok and Reddit and reading the discussion and stuff afterwards. Um I think the acting phenomenal. Yeah. From all around both of these movies had phenomenal actors and Robert it. Downey Jr. is probably gonna get oh, something. I so. loved that, yeah. Uh well, there's a big reveal. And obviously, thanks to Matt Cabrera, we saw it in the gigantic <laughs> the IMAX. The theater. biggest IMAX screen in the country. And the, that certainly added to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sound was booming. Yep. And you know, they did that on purpose. They made that one door slam sound so loud. Mm-hmm. And the, the stomping in the gymnasium scene. And the stress building when they're firing off this Trinity test. That I'm like, how loud is it going to be? Like, yeah. and you know me, I, I startle easily in loud movies mm-hmm. and jump scares, but I did enjoy the fact that they made it. I mean, spoiler, it's going to be three weeks from now, so yeah. you'll have plenty of time to watch Oppenheimer, or you should have. Um, the fact that they made the bomb relatively silent because uh, light travels faster than sound. Yes. And we got everyone's different reactions to it, and then the sound hits you. I was like, oh, all right, this yeah. is film, this is cinema. Yep. And all the little interstitials of like the fission happening mm-hmm. with the like the fire yeah, that symbolism was very cool. and everything yeah. and it was it was very very well crafted movie. Yep. And it flowed for being 3 hours. It did not feel like 3 hours aside from that last hour, but I enjoyed it because mm-hmm. it turned into like a like a kangaroo court situation. Yeah. And I love when people are on trial switching allegiances. 
Got and their such. comeuppance. Yeah. yeah, giving me a lot of revenge plans for Dan to carry out in the next few years. You know, and obviously, it's not the the historical accuracy of yeah. anything. Is is is? Well, did you see that he didn't count the stars on the flag? Yeah, and it's <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like um, it, it, obviously you, we're not getting the full picture of of you know the bombings with this movie yes, or anything yeah, like that. That was some of my points off that they didn't show how. Truly catastrophic it was. Yeah. Like, you felt that Oppenheimer was suffering. He was dealing with such guilt, Sister James. Yeah. But there was no, like, no factual proof aside from, like, two brief images. It's that, limited of, like, to, yeah. to his perspective. perspective yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, whether or not you, you know, mm-hmm. deduct points from it or, or add points for that, you know, in, in, a, in a cinematic sense, I don't know. Uh, but obviously, you know, this is... This is one of the biggest movies that's been made about this subject ever, so yeah. you would think that maybe there would be something in there, but again, it feels like this is designed to be like a play. Yeah. So it's like the, the characters are going to be on a stage, and they're not going to be seeing anything... Well, it's no shucked on Broadway, I'll tell you that. No shucked on Broadway, yeah, oh so... No comment. Um, but... <laughs> Alex Newell 8, that'd be my only comment. But yeah. Uh, do you want to... Usher well, in the, the well, second? I do, but then I also want to comment on how these two movies together have done something really that I want to see mm-hmm. more when people release these big movies on the same day. Normally it would be about Hollywood fat cats competing with one another who's going to outshine the other. But there's been a real synonymous, like, unspeakable, everyone's going to dress up, everyone's going to go see them. Yeah. They hit the sweet spot. I was like, oh, this is great. People enjoying movies Dressing up. I didn't know Oppenheimer had a signature look until we saw the Fedora Boys coming up the escalator. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we said, good job, guys. No, it was yeah. like we compared it to a Splatfest because yeah. we were walking away from the theater and mm-hmm. there were droves of people so in much pink piss, or gray. But, yeah. <laughs> so much piss. Yeah. But there were there were people either pink or gray. We yeah. knew who, what, who, where they were well, heading. You no, know, I so. wanted to w- see the thing I wanted to do. And I think, like, maybe if we do see this double feature again at some point, I wanted to wear black during Barbie in my classic Cowboy Ken outfit. Yes. And then, you know, wear pink to Oppenheimer and be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, it, I, I agree. It was it was nice to see people getting excited about movies like this. Because yeah. we have been in a summer of flops. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. on the previous episode, even I, I we, like we were talking yeah. about that. Like, mm-hmm. Well, this all has been, I have to look forward to is Talk to Me. Yeah. That's it. And A24 has done wonders in the strike, you know, just want to give them a shout out. Mm -hmm. They're meeting the demands of their actors and crew and such, and they said it's no problem. So, I mean, Hollywood, get on it if A24 can do it. I have some cape shit that I want to see, but nothing, nothing huge on the horizon Mm -hmm. just yet. Well, not, and aside from anime, we got, we got, you know, (laughs) we got stuff coming. Yes. Um, And we also got... One Piece live action. Oh boy. I almost yeah, forgot we, to... The royal we in that, or you referred I, to me as well? I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about it. Before we get into Barbie, though, uh, yeah. this past week, as of this recording, uh-huh. last week was One Piece Day. And Great. for that, they released a teaser of Gear 5 uh, premiering in the anime, but they also released a bigger trailer for the One Piece live action. And no matter what you know, uh, notions you might have, understandably so, because I have them too, like, worrying about how this is going to translate into a live-action thing. Mm-hmm. I watched that trailer, and I was smiling. I'm happy I for was, you. I was yeah. practically screaming watching yeah. that trailer, because you know, Buggy's in there, Mihawk yeah. is in there, yeah. Shanks, Golder Roger, they're all there. They're doing, like, the effects seem decent, Arlong mm-hmm. looks, like, reasonably intimidating for, you know... 
what he is. He's yeah. not like a CGI monstrosity. He looks like a mix of CGI and practical effects mm-hmm. on top of the actor. The voice of Luffy gave her his yeah. blessing for yeah. playing him. Is that very cute? I'm happy you're happy. This will be the equivalent if Zatch Bell ever gets love or if Yu-Gi-Oh gets a live adaptation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it is... It a is... good live adaptation. I don't know if it's going to be good yet, so I'm going to still wait on bated breath, but I'm happy you're happy and you seem to be enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, no. I, I, who knows how it's going to turn out. I but know. At least I, visually... I think about Dragon Ball. What was the evolution. evolution? And I think about the Death Note live action. And, and Cowboy Bebop. Oh, we don't speak of the Cowboy Bebop live action, even though I saw a couple of those actors in that Cowboy Bebop on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, the I mean, the main thing is that, it, at the very least, Oda is directly overseeing this show. Like, he's obviously traveled over to, like, South Africa yeah, or wherever like, to oversee yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe that'll boost it. We don't know yet, but... I love the multi, um, like, the colorblind casting. The cast seems like they're having a fun time with each other. Everyone in Brazil loves them. (laughs) So if Brazil stands something a la Drag Race, then they must be onto something. And the cast is gigantic. If you look at the entire spreadsheet, like, everyone who needs to be accounted accounted for for in those first, like, story arcs is there in Mm -hmm. some way. So, very pleased. But... On to Barbie. Further ado. So yeah. this is, I'm just going to go and say it, like, this is Suspiria level quality for me. Okay. Like, this is up there. It might be my top ten. Just because I went in expecting one thing, and I didn't get that. I got something way deeper, way better, and as you know from my current debate on Shucked, I need something that I can think about. Something that I yes. can feel over the course of weeks, months, years. And cinema has the magic to do that for us. And not only that, Greta Gerwig winning me over again. I'm going to have to give Lady Bird another watch. I think the fact that they were just doing Merrily We Roll Along in a high school, which would never get approved at a Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. Um, that took me out of that movie, but I did love Little Women. And um, I love this. I think this is her best work. And you can clearly tell from all her interviews and the cinematography and everything, she has a passion for film. Good movies, some may say. Some yeah. good movies you may see soon. Because yeah. while I was watching, I was like, oh, that's a reference to that. And that's that. And that's that. And I love when movie makers make movie movies for moviegoers that are passionate about cinema. And that's what this was. Yep. Because we were we were watching it, and it's all physical sets. All yep. of the crazy mm. stuff in Barbie Land is and physical sets. It is care for these details. I mean, Nolan also had the care for the details. Yeah. Of course, like, a whole fucking nuclear bomb stuff rebuilding a city rebuilding a town and whatever it's just it was so accurate and there were so many nuances and little things that she threw in from barbies of past that we didn't even need to see yeah they were there even in the background it's like every minute detail was there so i i enjoyed that too oh a a thorough appreciation of barbie lore we got sugar daddy ken i know and magic earring ken Ken. we got uh growing up uh oh what's her name growing up the, the one where... Midge? Mi- no, well, Midge was... The, Midge is, of course, accounted yeah. for, but the one where if you extended the, the doll, her boobs grow, oh, yeah. because that was, like, an extremely uncomfortable... I didn't see that! I didn't yeah. see that. I don't was, remember that. They, I was, like, she was at, enthralled. Because all of the all of the rejected Barbies Are had like been there living at yep. Weird Barbie's house, yeah. and it was that one. It was the one that had a TV screen built into its back. That was yep. Video Star I that. Barbie. I remember that, yeah. Um, so all of those weird ones were accounted for, and then, like, it was... Alan himself is yeah. a deep cut because that was a like a one time figure that I knew was the true, discontinued. The true hero of this film, Alan. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't give it to anyone but a Barbie. But I there's a lot of things going on from men 
some men on the Twitter and stuff and that I do would be. Yeah. that I do not agree with. I think they're just dumb men being men because the message that I got from this film is no matter what gender, our world has kind of fucked us both over anyway. Like you know, well, being like, a human is complicated. Being a human is complicated. Um, the pressures and societal norms or whatever that we made to that we are meant to go against and stuff yeah. are too much for us. But you know, I I don't think. I think it's a movie for everyone. I love the women empowerment in this film, too. Yeah. That is clearly at the forefront. And, you know, men can be accessories to girls, and that's perfectly fine. Well, Ryan Gosling sells it. Yeah, he's going to get an Oscar nom. I guarantee you. But if he gets uh, one, then Margot needs one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would would agree to that. I don't know about Hollywood, but I, I can guarantee you Ryan Gosling, who is... This is his best role. Like, it's... Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I agree, but... It, I do like Place Behind the Behinds, though. I think it, that's a good role for him, but yeah. It is, obviously, Blade Runner 2049. No, but I the, haven't seen. Yeah. But the... Uh, I, so many people were very quick, even before it was out, to call it, like, anti-men. Oh my gosh, and, that's and then Ben not, Shapiro showed up dressed as a Ken. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, he did that, and then this morning he burned a garbage can I saw, Barbies yeah. that he had He's bought. Barbies an awful lot, that Ben Shapiro. Um, Yuck. But it really is not. It's no. like, there's, we're not supposed to hate anything. Like, we're not, when it comes time for the antagonist, quote unquote, in the movie which to do stuff. Which was surprising. Which was surprising. I did not expect it to go that way. They are, in the literal sense, just anti, like, they are not villains. No. They're not evil. No. They're just, like, They're misguided. Just yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, okay, these guys are doing what they're doing because they're, like, they also can't find a purpose. And they've like got the their bar- toxic, like toxic yeah. masculinity that they can yeah. only settle in ways that they've been constructed to handle these situations. And not all of them are happy with that setup because they've also been pushed out by that system. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it, it was a lot more complex than than people are giving it credit for because they probably haven't seen it i but <laughs> i wouldn't say it's a kids movie either i mean kids could enjoy it yeah you know they're apparently i've heard on like the podcast i listened to i've listened to like 10 reviews of it already but there were moments where the kids in this audience were laughing where the adults didn't so like it is a film for these generations i think it's a film especially for us millennials I was looking at a TikTok where it says, our millennials, we were taught, like, to play with brightly colored toys and that anything was possible. And then we grew up and had to leave that behind us Mm -hmm. to reflect on, like, you know, the situation that the world is devolving into. And now we're all jaded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it, like, it reaches out to our generation in particular because that's what we went through. Like, a change of decade or whatever. But I, I just think it was phenomenal. It's camp. It's a thinker. We got Rhea Perlman back on screen. Did, yeah. Where has she been? I need her in my life again. I cried twice. <laughs> and that's the... Not since like, everything everywhere all at once. Have I cried? In terms of like what this movie is, is it feels like a a kind of a... I don't know, like a... Like, like reclaiming and redoing those kinds of movies that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, like those adventure movies. Where, like, a goofy cartoon mm-hmm. character comes into the real yeah, world. Yogi you know, Bear. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky, a classic. And, and there were so many. of There was, like, a glut of those mm-hmm. in the early 2000s where it's like, we're just going to stick these characters yeah. in the real world. You mean world. Academy Award winner Rocky and Bullwinkle for that final song. Uh, no, right. of course. That's right. But uh, It did. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it felt like 
that, but done as an actual true movie that was like a love letter to this yeah this character yeah. So, yeah and i didn't think i liked barbie as much as i did but like even i was getting memories i was like you know what like you know I'm just playing with toys <laughs> well our generation saw the downfall of toys r us so that's true yeah. yeah there was no reference to that but i thoroughly enjoyed it acting solid throughout ensemble cast through both of these films shining glowing mm-hmm. um i don't know what's on the horizon though <laughs> aside from a death and vanished well, yeah, for the wrong reasons, we gotta go see A Death we, in Venice. We honestly do have to go see that, because we've stuck it through. A goost. Yeah, the, the we gotta go see ones. that. You know, Dan and I are probably gonna do, like, a triple feature. Well, we have to, yeah. I know, and then record our thoughts. Mm. Maybe, maybe... It's gonna be a long day. It will, but... Because we have to do it in a day, we can't take a break. No. We have to subjugate ourselves to that. Yeah, we gotta see Hercule Perot's full character arc as, yeah. he, as he goes from train to river to... To goose to, so. to gondola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but thoroughly enjoyed Barbie. Cannot talk about it enough. Cannot wait till the physical media to release so we can rewatch it again. Which is probably gonna be something. It's probably gonna be like a like a the Barbenheimer like a Barbie box. box. Yep, yeah. Yep. I already got the I am Kenuff um hoodie. It's back up for pre order, ships in okay. September. I will be wearing it proudly. Of course. The I, I I don't know. It's just such a great movie. Such a great movie. Oppenheimer as well. But I I'm Team Barbie. But it, but again, just to reiterate, you know, we have we're coming off of the summer of flops, <laughs> and both of these movies were produced by competent people mm-hmm. who you know came in like right on budget, and yeah. they kind of fought for their creative vision. Yeah. And those movies are making money now. To think that the Hollywood execs wanted her to take off to uh, it wasn't um that's not the original Barbara at that bus stop. It's like a costume designer that Greta Gerwig. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget her name. I need to research it. I'm sorry about that. But to think they were going to take out that scene where it's so simple and the point of the whole movie is that like Barbie is like I don't feel beautiful when she's you know as Helen Mirren says. Played by Margot Robbie, like one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Yeah. And then she sees that growing old is beautiful too. Yes. Like, that's all I needed. I was like, humanity, faith in humanity restored, bonfire lit. Very happy with that. Yeah, and it's just kind of, I I think it's just a good sign of, uh, because the things that have failed recently, we understand why they failed. (laughs) Uh, the flashes, which I finally watched. I don't know why you keep bringing up the flashes if I'm ever gonna see it, aside from when you bring it to me and it he just, sticks the baby in a microwave. In Indiana Jones, like these bloated, gigantic. Oh, wow, you calling Indy a flop? There wasn't any redeemable quality about Indy. Well, I wouldn't say that it okay. flopped, oh, but well, I wouldn't. It, say, it did flop. Okay. Yeah, but I not in your heart. We it, can it, unpack yeah. that movie when we get to it. I oh, no, yeah, I didn't hate yeah, it. Yeah. Obviously, but it did flop. Yeah, where did it, his DVDs go, Dan? And it's like maybe. <laughs> You know, pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into these into these things mm-hmm. instead of letting you know filmmakers make film is is you know a lesson that can be learned here. Um, mm. So yeah, go see both. Support yes. cinema, please do. Pray for the future. Yeah, three weeks in the future when you listen to this, <laughs> go go see them if they're still out. We're not late. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, I have I have a two second tangent. Okay. Uh, speaking of cinema, one of the prompts that you had given me was Little Rock with googly eyes, who represents everything everywhere all at once. once. Yeah, just two little girls from Little Rock. My idea to represent the multiversal thing in that is that when you give him an item, 
he transforms into a different type. Yeah. So if you give him heavy-duty boots, yeah. he puts on those Tims, fighting and he becomes yeah. fighting. Yep. You give him a potion, he Love becomes that. a nurse. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that so kind As of nurses thing. are wont to have potions. Potions. <laughs> uh, so I, I figured that could be his cute gimmick, and I can draw yeah. a few of those yeah. to, like... And it's just the yeah, same yeah. googly rock with, like, different a, a doctor costumes. headband. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to draw, like, 18 of them, but no, I'll draw No, I think you should put the them. same yeah. rock and just superimpose it. With different uh, that's, things. That's what I think you should do. I mean, it's going to be difficult to not mentally do the rock Pikmin, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, it, that's that's my idea for that one. Mm. So, because I want to get to work on him and the scientist soon as well. So, uh, if you approve of that, I'll go forward with that, uh... For the future. I'll stamp it. Okay. You're good to go. I believe it's time. Yeah. You can hear that music in the distance. Mm-hmm. We're gonna heard ro- it all year. We're <laughs> gonna roll out the drawing board mm. new Genesis edition. Mm. Uh, and, you know, drawing board looks happy. Yeah. I hope he's not sad on the inside, but he looks happy. Yeah. I hope he doesn't sing a Matchbox 20 song at me. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, but, but he is is, you know, he tends to put on a concert for the entire world. I don't know if he has the resources to do it. I can relate. Yeah. But he wants to, he- like, the whole world to hear him sing, uh, and I-, I sure hope that he doesn't have any ulterior motives in doing so. Mm. Um, but today, we are, of course, watching the long-awaited One Piece film Red, uh, which is the 15th feature film of the One Piece franchise. Uh, the film was directed by Goro Taniguchi, who had previously directed the OVA One Piece Defeat Him, the Pirate Ganzak, in 1998, wow. so 24 years earlier. And fittingly, he gives that villain Ganzak a cameo in the background mm. of this movie. Uh, very, I, I did not know that, but I, I would assume that he's been working in some capacity on the anime since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's cool that, that, you know, all these years later he was given this job uh, for what ended up being the most successful One Piece movie. Uh, Achira Oda served as the producer and general supervisor for the movie, hence the film portion of the title, because yeah. we know it only gets that when he directly, you know, designs parts of the script and designs lots of characters and everything. Uh, the previous one that we watched, Stampede, did not rise to that level mm-hmm. because he only designed Douglas Bullet. No film. Uh, the film was first announced on November 21st, 2021, in celebration of episode 1000's uh, premiere in Japan, uh, and then the film itself was finally released in Japan on August 6th, 2022. Mm. Um, so, so almost a year later. Almost a year later. Yeah. Uh, well, almost, yeah. This well, by the time this is... premieres, it'll be, like, after, but yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, from here on out, as we discuss the movie, and we prep, every, like, you, Jonathan, and the listeners to yes. get into the plot, mm-hmm. um, there's a risk of spoilers from here on out. It's fine. I won't remember anything. Well, After just, enough drinks? Well, just in case a listener <laughs> is, is currently invested in One, <laughs> One Piece, Piece, and they, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go too deep into anything. Read all 700 like, volumes and then come know, back. That's, that's, <laughs> so this is your point to turn back. Uh, One Piece Film Red focuses on Uta, uh, the world's greatest diva. Hmm. Hmm. Well, (laughs) you're sitting across from the world's greatest diva. I I thought so. Uh, And much more shockingly, the daughter of red-haired Shanks. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that. A major part of the film's marketing revolved around Shanks himself, due to the character remaining so mysterious in spite of being a major presence in the story. Again, Shanks has been there in One Piece since day one, quite literally. He was a character in the original Romance Dawn manga that, that Oda made before... 
uh, Romance Dawn 2, which became One Piece itself. Uh, so he has always been a part of this story. Uh, Shanks is one of Luffy's major role models, and he gave Luffy his signature straw hat, which was itself handed down from the Pirate King Goldie Roger. Uh, he notably sacrificed his left arm in order to save Luffy from the Lord of the Coast, which was a small sea king, and it's implied... That is implied to have been his dominant hand. Mm. Uh, Shanks himself kind of laughed off this this loss and considers it a sacrifice, uh, considers that sacrifice a necessary bet on the next generation. Mm -hmm. Um, As revealed in the tie-in manga given to theatergoers in Japan, Volume 4 Billion, (laughs) which is a reference to Shanks' current bounty, Shanks was found by Goldie Roger as an infant in a treasure chest at God Valley. Who put Valley. that baby in a treasure chest? Well, we don't know. That we, we truly don't know. Uh, God Valley was a major event lore-wise in, in the One Piece story, but we know very little about it, aside from the fact that uh, the pirate, who was originally the captain of Whitebeard, Kaido, and Big Mom, Rox Dezebic, had attacked God Valley, probably because there were world nobles there, and the incident was so devastating that Goldie Roger and Admiral Garp, Luffy's grandfather, had to team up for the only time they did that to to stop Rox Dezebic and defeat him. But then afterwards, uh, you know, Garp was considered a hero worldwide, but the exact details of that incident have been scrubbed from history. They don't talk about it. They don't teach future Marines about it. They don't... It, it's, its name was quite literally removed from history. Yeah. Um, but Shanks was found uh, in, like, in a treasure chest on this island. Mm. Up until that point, he had a canonical birthplace somewhere in West Blue, apparently a town that produces wine. Mm. Um, so it remains unknown how he wound up in that treasure chest, or if that's like a cover story created by people to, to you know, so that he's not attributed to God Maybe Valley. he's the One Piece. He's not the One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So, Shanks was raised by the Roger Pirates alongside future One Piece semi-antagonist Buggy the Clown. Mm -hmm. Uh, He notably did not accompany the Roger Pirates to Laugh Tale, opting to stay behind to tend to a sick Buggy. Uh, Therefore, he did not get to see the One Piece himself, but before the crew departed, he vowed to Roger that he would find Laugh Tale himself someday, uh, when he had fully, like, earned the right to to go and claim the One Piece. Mm. Uh, Shanks is one of the four emperors of the New World, one of the three great powers alongside, you know, up until a certain point in the story, alongside the Marines and the Seven Warlords of the Sea. Uh, In the original lineup of emperors for the present-day story, Shanks had only recently achieved that title, and he had done so rather quickly, probably within a decade of his original encounter with Luffy in the East Blue, because back when he first met Luffy, he was apparently still just bumming around yeah. in that small ocean. Uh, so he was the youngest of these emperors, and the only one to not be a former member of the Rocks Pirates. So, from the get-go, Shanks represented, which is a very frequent thing in One Piece, this generation gap. Mm-hmm. The, the the boomers, so to speak, of that, that used to be, you know, on the Rocks Pirates, Kaido, Whitebeard, and Big Mom were the previous generation, and there was one upstart among them who was literally from the next generation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, ironically enough, 
you know, uh, Shanks is now in the current lineup of four emperors, being himself, Luffy, Blackbeard, and Buggy, uh, is now the oldest one from a previous generation. Mm. Um, so, uh, again, he's the only one who's retained his position the entire time, and following Luffy's ascension to, you know, the emperor status in the eyes of the world, Shanks is finally deciding to make his move for the One Piece itself. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, this kid that I've kind of, like, raised up is finally making his move. I'm going to go for the One Piece myself now. Uh, Shanks does have a few subordinate crews in the New World, like every other Emperor does, but they are notably underpowered for being in that part of, of the sea. Uh, they only remain safe because of the reputation of Shanks and the other red-haired pirates. So Shanks and his immediate crew of bros and himbos are absurdly powerful. You do not fuck with them. But for the most part, Shanks seems to take less powerful crews under his wing. Mm -hmm. And, you know... He's a mentor figure. Yeah, like, yeah. defends them with, like, a fatherly yeah. fervor if you go after them. As mm -hmm. has recently been demonstrated in the... In the manga, when he wiped out the crew of another main character because they threatened his subordinates. Yeah, the um, anti-Austin powers. Mm -hmm. uh, Shanks, Daddy was there. <laughs> Shanks has demonstrated an extraordinary command of all three types of hockey, being conquerors, observation, and coat of arms. Uh, his, you know, the conqueror's hockey, specifically a few times recently in the manga, he has sort of just sent out a vibe and then from an ocean away uh some like the one antagonist on an island it senses, senses it yeah. and is like i'm getting the fuck out of here yeah. because i can feel something coming mm -hmm. this way um obviously he was the first one to demonstrate conqueror's hockey in the series because he does it in the first chapter slash episode against the lord of the coast in order to save luffy mm. um but he can he can clearly use the other types and his observation hockey for instance is so absurdly powerful that he can actually predict the future basically he can play out battles like a like a chess game ahead of time to determine what's going to happen and yes. we've, we've seen him demonstrate most of these abilities only recently uh, he is also one of the best swordsmen in the world after maybe mihawk um but apparently he was nerfed somewhat only by the fact that his dominant hand was his left hand and he's had to adapt to wielding his sword right-handed, which has not slowed him down by any means, mm -hmm. but that apparently, even without losing his arm, he's still one of the most feared warriors on the, on the planet. Mm. Uh, he does not have a devil fruit, obviously, and he really doesn't need one, mm. uh, as Gold was, was the case with Golder Roger. So Uda is a beloved and world-famous singer. Uh, she is the daughter of Shanks and served as the musician of the Red Hair Pirates in her youth. Uh, she was eventually left on Elegia, an island famous for its music, and raised by a man named Gordon. Gordon. Who's going Gordon. Yeah. Well, Gordon, you, you'll probably like because he gives off Amadeus vibes. Yes, he, I imagine a powdered wig of sorts with the ringlets and a... You called it. Um, <laughs> Character design, yes. She dreams of starting a new era and makes her dream known through a concert broadcasted live <laughs> from Elegia. Yeah. Uh, both in-universe and in the movie's marketing, Uda uses the One Piece world's transponder snails to basically vlog and stream to her fans. And the week before I'm seeing Beyonce. Hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I thought that was a really cool use yeah, of the no, tech I, in the I game. Like like her. She, she yep. takes advantage of that. She's basically like a like a streamer or a YouTuber mm-hmm. uh, who's kind of had like a grassroots fan base build up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uda was created due to uh, Oda's desire to create a major female character for a movie. Thank God. As, <laughs> At last. <laughs> as his previous contributions had all been legendary yeah. old men. In, one of in my order. main complaints is that the gals never get to do anything in they One do Piece. Not. Uh, yeah, so at least one gal is guaranteed to do something. They had been Shiki, Z, uh. Uh, Gil Tesoro, and Douglas Bullet. Uh, and notably, Uda and Shiki remain the only anime characters to be definitively canonized in the manga so far. <sighs> yeah. uh, Uda uses the Sing Sing fruit, the Uta Uta no Mi, a Paramecia-type devil fruit. But we can't get into its exact powers without spoiling plot elements, so oh, we'll know. wait on that. Yeah. Uh, Uda's singing voice is provided by Edo, uh, uh, mm-hmm. a Japanese pop singer. Uh, her debut single, uh, Usiwa peaked at number one on Billboard Japan Hot 100 mm-hmm. uh, in a very short time. Like, she hit the, that yeah. ranking very quickly. Yeah. I think the youngest in history for the Japan Billboard and Hot 100. she's got a good voice, man. Um, while her speaking voice is provided by uh, Kairi uh, Nizuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American singer, voice actress, and YouTuber Amanda Lee, otherwise known as Emily. You're taking me back to my YouTube days. <laughs> Provides, I've, heard, I've heard an Emily cover or two. We all have. Yeah, I've in my day. Uh, avidly listened to Emily. Yeah. Um, provides both her singing and speaking voices in the English dub. Emily, I, she's fitting on a Blu-ray at last. That's a deep cut joke in the fandom. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> we but, watch Amelie. <laughs> well, uh, Amelie is... Uh, in the original theater version that I saw, I did go see the dub originally because I thought that she was going to be singing in that version, mm-hmm. but it... Uh, it might just be, you know, we're going to be watching the sub today. Woo! Um, but I, I don't think at the time that that was, like, the final dub of it. Yeah. But I know that Amelie has received permission to release the songs from yeah. this film. And I know as, she does a good job, because I've, yeah. I've listened to both, both versions of this, and she stays very true and accurate to the lyrics. Yes. In the original Japanese, and they both do a wonderful job. But, you know, that sub has been a banger on my... Of course. On my, my iPod. No, I'm glad that you've been you've been generating oh, hype. I have. So uh, the film itself could theoretically be set after the Wano arc because Jimbei, my man, has joined the crew. But the Wano arc ended? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been a time, Dad. I remember had... when every episode of this podcast was the Wano arc over yet? Well it no. was it was it was a very hyped up arc. Yeah. And it was a lot of plot gi- you know, gigantic plot things happened during mm. it. But mm. I would say from what I've witnessed, it's been received much more positively than Dressrosa was at, you know, yeah. a similarly very long thing. I think that was playing out the entire time we were in college and then some years after. Yes. Uh, but Wano, I think, was. I think for much the better. entirety of this podcast, it's been the Wano arc. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah. Well, well, now we're in the egghead arc. But, yeah, well, uh, most yeah, of so. this podcast. <laughs> um. But uh, the fact that Big Mom is still alive and active as an emperor makes this film impossible to fit into canon. Mm-hmm. So notably, Big Mom is around, and one of her children, Charlotte Oven, uh, <laughs> who didn't have a lot to do... Is that do... her stage name? or No, Charlotte Oven's a guy. Uh, oh, is that his stage name? Well, no, he's, a, he's, he's like... He's, he's got, got the power oven of ovens. Power. He's got heat powers. I figured, yeah. Um, but he didn't get a lot to do in the original manga and anime, so I think they let him flex in this movie and, mm-hmm. and kind of be part of the, the cast. 
uh, just to give him something to do. Um, as mentioned above, special booklets known as Volume 4 Billion and Volume 4 Over 4, or I, I would assume that <laughs> would be... These Kingdom Hearts names! <laughs> would that be, like, Quarter Time? You know music. It would be Quarter Time, yeah. Um, yeah. Were distributed to theatergoers in Japan, focusing on Shanks and Uda, respectively. A three-part manga titled Uda Special was also released, focusing on Uda, like, writing her first song. Okay. Uh, the Uda's past filler arc in the anime... Uh, also ties directly into this movie. All right. So One Piece Film Red has received praise for its animation style, fight sequences, and musical numbers. Mm. Um, the film grossed over uh, 19.7 billion yen in Japan, making it the highest grossing One Piece okay. film, the highest grossing Toei animation film, the highest grossing film of 2022 in Japan, and the fifth highest grossing anime film of all time in Japan. <laughs> wow. Uh, and and because of that, the fifth highest grossing Japanese big film of all time yeah. in Japan. Big big kudos. Uh, the film has been number one in the box office ranking in Japan, or it was for 11 consecutive wow. weeks, uh, which only three Japanese films had ever previously done. Uh, as of January 29th, the film has grossed over uh, two, two, 246.5 million worldwide, making it the sixth highest grossing anime film of all time and the sixth highest grossing Japanese film of all time wow. on a worldwide scale. Mm. Um, so, obviously, this, this film was getting a lot of hype going into it, you know, the, from the mysterious teaser posters with mm -hmm. Uda's vague image on them to the you know, the promise of more information about Shanks, mm -hmm. to the music, to the to the pop singer being involved, to everything. It was enough to, to you know, get people really excited for this movie, and in my opinion, it paid off. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an insane hype train leading to a very, you know, what I think is a very insanely quality movie. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm excited to share this with mm -hmm. all of you and my co-host... But any previewing expectations on your part? You know, well, as I shared with you last night, a clip of Judy Dench from Robert Martian's Mar Robert Marshall's film version of Nine, which will be a Sinister Six pick eventually. Mm -hmm. Just setting it up. Le cinema today is in le crisis, and thank God, <laughs> One Piece gave me a movie musical that is very successful. Of course. This is all I could ever want. This is going to be the One Piece film that I enjoy the most mm -hmm. since uh, The Baron Hits Flower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever that that title was yeah i, I want to say baron munchausen yeah, but i don't know that's, no, that's not, not that's not it that's yeah, a terry gilliam yeah. film based yeah. on a, a property because you just watched or we're thinking of watching time bandits that's yes. why it's in your head but um i'm thoroughly excited uh the soundtrack as soon as i heard all of uh Uda songs mm -hmm. i had to download them they're all catchy they're all wonderful yeah and yeah. there's there's a decent number of them I, they I, all and they all make who you tell here yeah, so who you tell it dad um, I'm happy for a woman One Piece character to finally do something mm -hmm. and be the star of her own show, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll just find the One Piece. Well, I don't know about that, yeah. but we're certainly going to, you know, yeah. get a little bit closer to it. Mm. Uh, if we're attending this concert on Elegia, like the Straw Hat Pirates, what type of uh, <laughs> music-themed costume are you repping? Me? Yeah. Hmm. Well, what, is a pop star? You know, something with a... Um, piquettes, something sparkly like a disco ball, perhaps, perhaps a disco ball itself, and I just have my appendages hanging out of it. Okay, yeah. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go goth with a mix of grunge. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe some blue hair. I don't know. Uh, I like wanna Frankie. push you down. Well, I will. Well, I will. Yeah. Oh, so, what do you say we uh we get into it? Yeah, got my tickets right here. 
drawing board, do you have your lozenges? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. back having just watched one piece film red seem to be an emotional roller coaster on this podcast any initial thoughts favorite one piece movie that we've seen so far i assumed yeah you I gotta assumed. be right dad yeah. i like this character i like this lead character a lot yeah yeah and and it's i i don't know it's it's just a solid movie in general it's it's got a good premise it does the one piece of staying a little bit too long it always does that. Well, yeah. I, I think that on, like, a second viewing, you can feel the length, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. But it does end a little bit differently than most of these One Piece movies do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of get, like, a non-standard story arc mm-hmm. in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but without further ado, uh, we'll get into the plot. Yeah. Uh, so... We kind of open on this monologue. Uh, on the Great Pirate Era. Yes. Um, and it, it's one of the few times I've seen this discussed in the One Piece world, so it's interesting that, that it was kind of brought up here. But, mm-hmm. you know, the real ramifications of, of like, a rampant age of piracy, uh, where, I mean, obviously we spend most of the time with the Straw Hats, and they're goofy, uh, but this world is obviously plagued by, you know evil pirates and mm-hmm. you know an indifferent world government uh that only intervenes when they feel like yeah, it so everyone's sad it's uh, a yeah. fucked up world and there's a shot of a shroom going on here yeah and i knew about the shrooms going in yeah the that's what shrooms, i knew i knew yeah. shrooms were a prominent part of this so i kept um, my peepers peeled for them but the the light in the dark here is that this pop sensation uta will be putting on a concert yeah and of course, the Straw Hat Pirates are right at the center of it. They've they've quite literally gotten like front row tickets, the biggest fans, uh, to this this show taking place at the island of Elegia. And something I like to point out that they were all wearing different costume attire for yeah. different concerts, based on different eras of Bands, music, like Usopp's and the Kiss music era. Uh, we said Robin had like a Fleetwood Mac vibe. Going yeah, on I was trying to determine like the specifics for all of mm-hmm. them, but like. Chopper has, like, a Japanese-style, like... Drummer. Well, or, like, a pop idol or something like that. Yeah, and then you said Robin was Fleetwood Mac, or... She might be, like, Joni Mitchell or something, but... Nami is, like, a festival, like, Uh, dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Frankie, obviously, he's, like, looks like a big cassette cassette deck. Mm -hmm. uh, So he's got, like, a rock theme. Sanji's, like, modern hipster music. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Zoro's just there. So, well, Zoro had, like, a general grunge look to him, I mm-hmm. think. And then Jimbei got Elvis yeah. tying into other podcast yep. uh, content. Um, but they are, you know, they, they kind of got their own little front row seats at this on this little, uh, you know, pillar of rock in the center of the bay where Uda is performing. And she performs her first song, New Genesis, which is a very on-the-nose 
beat that kind of, you know, explains how she wants to create this new world where you're free to live with her in happiness and in a dream. Yeah, Vocaloid 3D we get going on here, and then we get past locales from the series. Uh, Yes, because uh, through transponder snails, a new type of transponder snail, this concert is being broadcast all over the world. Mm. Uh, So characters in familiar locations are tuning in to watch this uh, because Uda has fans over like all over the world yeah um, and I mean this girl can say she can yeah uh, brilliantly provided by uh, Edo so uh, Luffy like after the first song Luffy surprisingly goes on stage mm-hmm. and reunites with her uh, revealing that the two of them know each other because Uda is actually Shanks's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was unknown to the audience. This As was I unknown figured, yeah. to the like the viewer, the entire yeah. you know even his crew and everything. Uh, and Uda clearly did not want that acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that little uh, you know another boost to her celebrity status, this other group of ruffians decide that they're going to storm the stage and kidnap her mm-hmm. uh, because a pop star who is Shanks's daughter will net buko bucks. I just don't think that would happen at someone's concert. Well, this is in pirate world. It's a very <laughs> hard thing to pull off. It's but... pirate's world sans the ice cream bunny, All so right. that anything goes. Yep. Uh, but then we kind of get an opening fight scene similar to what we've gotten in, in previous yeah. movies. Uh, like Big in Mom's Gold. kids show up. Big Mom's kids yeah, show big up. Big oven and big mirror. Charlotte Oven and uh, Charlotte Brulee are are there. Um, Waluigi. Yeah, well, well, Charlotte Brulee has her mirror powers and Oven has heat powers, Listen, if I know one thing about One Piece, I watched a video before this on all the One Piece powers, so it was up to date. So I understood what was going on in that regard. But there's just so many characters. You even, well, when you... Feels like I'm reading War and Peace. When you've watched it and enjoyed it, you Mm. start to remember them secondhand. I just feel like I'm behind you. Like you're always guiding my hand through One Piece. It's it's, it's One Piece. It's for everyone. I hear it makes Um, more than Harry Potter though it's a very successful series yeah well yeah. rightfully so yeah. uh but but yeah so i but i mean whatever video you watched must have been good because you recognize khalifa too yeah, so I there's did. there's all well i i know her because i always liked her mm-hmm. yeah yeah but tons of uh you know uh, extra parties are involved in this cypher pole has mm-hmm. has people showing up mm-hmm. uh you know cypher cypher pole my Chifer. mistake <laughs> I, I, I don't it's know mayor why. of Easton accent comes out every time I we don't record. Know why. You're not from Pennsylvania, no, it's Dad. Because I feel like a Cipher, like a fictional character that was they called him Cipher instead of Cipher correctly. Oh, so I yeah. I had only heard that word said that way. I just suggest um, picking up a book once in a while, a Dad. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, like, clearly, you know, the government is keeping tabs on what's going on in this concert, because elsewhere... Because if Lady Gaga's singing, we gotta know what's going on. Well, yeah, the five elder stars are watching the Gaga Uh, concert, and they're like, she could stand to become a revolutionary because she's inspired so many of her fans, and we should probably, you know, nip this in the butt while we have the chance. Mm Um, so, but Luffy is kind of, you know, fighting the, the other pirates, pirates. Yep. and, uh, you know, the rest of the Straw Hat crew joins in, again, similar to the opening of Gold, so they can all kind of flex and show okay. off their abilities. Jinbei, of course, is now here as well. I like him there. I've always liked Jinbei. I felt like he should add, but now I want, um, Law on the team. That's He's got I... his own crew. I don't care. Well, kill him off. Technically, <laughs> well, him, you might not know this but him and bartolomeo and cavendish uh mm-hmm. are all part and of Beppo. This, Beppo. they're they're part of the straw hat grand fleet oh they are considered 
Luffy's uh, adjacent know, adjacent. Okay, that's that, fine. that happened in dress. I'll Rosa, accept that. So I always are... felt like he fit on the team. He so, does. He yeah. does. But he, you know, he does have his own team. But mm-hmm. he is basically one of Luffy's. You know. Uh, right well, you think we're gonna guys, get at least so. one more before it ends? Uh, movie? On, on, no, on like the main team. One more character. That's interesting to. I don't know. Uh-huh. It took. I mean, it took a long time to for Jimbei to join, yeah. and Jimbei even then was starting to get developed before the time skip, even mm-hmm. because he was he helped Luffy prior to yeah. the time skip, and then immediately after the time skip, Luffy offers him the invitation, and he declines. Right? He declines at yeah. first because he has to break ties with Big Mom, but mm-hmm. then he finally does join uh, in in Wano. <laughs> Like he definitively like I'm not staying behind anymore. Yeah. Like I'm I'm here yeah. with the crew. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just found it interesting. I think we're getting at least one more at the at the beginning of the series. Luffy said, and and Oda never writes anything accidentally. He said that I want to recruit <laughs> at least ten people. Mm. Um, and what are we at now? Well, we got Zoro, Sanji, <laughs> Nami, Usopp, Chopper. Chopper, Robin, Frankie, Brooke, Jimbei. Unless I'm forgetting anyone, I that is... Everyone. I didn't forget Sanji, did I? No, you said Sanji. Uh, so, I, depending on his phrasing, there might be room for one more person. Yeah. A lot of people thought Yamato was going to join. Okay. I really wanted Yamato to join because yeah. I loved him, but yeah. I, I don't... Yeah. Yamato ends up staying behind yeah. I, to, I've seen the YouTube video. ...to I, chill... I like them too. Uh, ...on Wano, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, I also thought Carrot was possible because she would have made is, a... Yeah. The bunny girl. Oh. She would have probably made, like, a good lookout or something, depending mm-hmm. on what her... But she also didn't mm-hmm. join up, so... I don't know. I could stand to use another gal, probably. Yeah. But... Always use more women. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, while they're fighting these jellyfish pirates, Uda kind of flexes that she can use her own powers. She can the take sing, care sing herself. Fruit. Yep, yep. And she, she says, suggests to them, maybe stop being pirates, okay? Yeah, she's she keeps emphasizing that to her audience, like you know, you want me to stop being Mahojo Shoujo, okay? Wink. Uh, So you know, she kind of strings them up with her powers, puts them on like a musical note thing, yeah. Um, And then she, you know, she does. I think I believe she does. uh, Oh, okay. The the song where she's fighting the pirates herself is "I'm Invincible," which was a good song. All great songs, but the bop is coming. And then after that, she kind of touches down with with Luffy to kind of check in. And, you know, Luffy was originally unsure of what happened to Uda because one day the, the Red Hair Pirates just returned to Luffy's hometown mm-hmm. without Uda. Yeah. And Shanks was like, you know, she just left to become a professional singer. Uh, and the rest of the Red Hair Pirates clearly seemed despondent about something. Yeah, they trained but... her on Pirate Vien- Vienna. Yeah. 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 Um, so then they you know Uda kind of steps into the little barbecue that they're hosting. We get Sanji finding a wake shroom, mm-hmm. but he like throws it into the trash in the in like the produce that's provided. Mm-hmm. Um well she can make like unlimited amounts of food and toys and shit. Uh, yeah. Be to, like you're entertained forever here. To I'm make have people a forever concert. Um well yeah, and she does announce that the concert yeah. will last forever and you know Everyone in the audience assumes that she means, like, figuratively. Like, yeah. we're going to party all night, <laughs> yeah. it's going to go on, but but Uda means forever. I mean, I'd be Team Uda at this point. <laughs> so, uh, I won't have to sell windows? And, and, and can live Luffy here forever? kind of, like, is like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, I just, I ate, I'm gonna go back to the ship and sleep. Mm-hmm. But Uda's like, no, 
none of you are leaving. You need to give up being a pirate, and especially your dream of being Pirate King. Um, and, you know, Uda becomes a little more intense, and she, you know, manages to, to take the entire Straw Hat crew, Sans Luffy, captive yeah. on sheet music. But we do see, like, her 12-year backstory with them, too, right? Um, how she was like a little girl with Luffy and stuff. Yeah. We mentioned that. Or yeah, and also okay. her her uh, we we do see that when she was growing up, she was the mu- self proclaimed like musician of the or red the hair bard pirates. for like the team or whatever the the, the yeah red hat red hair red hair pirates. Yeah. And as you noted, she kind of had Jigglypuff powers. Yeah. Like she was able when she started singing, <laughs> the listeners would zone out and fall asleep, but mm-hmm. they would wake up like when she was asleep, elated yeah. and and no, they would be amazed at her singing voice anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. she would always dazzle whoever was listening to her. Um, But the rest of the Straw Hat crew is trapped, and Luffy is only uh, saved because uh, Trafalgar Law uh, and Bartolomeo intervene to save him. Yeah, and I remember Um, Bartolomeo now. He's like Luffy Stan. Yeah, he is. He's also in the fleet. Yeah. Um, His ship looks like a Luffy. Yep. Um... So the, uh, the the five elder stars again. They were watching the Gaga concert, and you know they kind of recognize that Uda's power is OP, and as such, uh, presumably on their orders, uh, Fleet Admiral Akainu orders a convoy of battleships led by Admirals Kizaru and Fujitora mm-hmm. to go to Elegia and subdue her to, yeah. to kind of stop this problem before it becomes too serious. Yep. Um. Luffy is, uh, like, the little trio that he's with now, including Beppo, who has his, uh, Udastan, you know, neon backlight backpack thing. Um, they are pursued by Uda and her concert goers. They, she kind of conjures this little floating stage thing. And she can control their bodies while they're in this other world. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, we, okay. Um, but she also conjures uh, Kingdom Hearts enemies that are based on music notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, to, to, like, fight and stuff. Yeah. The Knights of Music. Uh, so, while they are escaping, they meet Gordon, who is an elderly Salieri-type figure. <laughs> Gordon. Trust the Gordon Fisherman, Dan. Uh, he is Uda's adoptive father, yeah. and he claims to be the former king of Elegia. Uh, Gordon reveals that he raised Uda to be a great musician, uh, but that he largely kept her sheltered from the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, then one day, she kind of attained worldwide fame because a bunch of transponder snails washed up she on shore. Washed up on the shore, and she and, used them, and she got a fan base, a la yeah. us. And with that, you know, kind of getting stuff from her fans, she learned about how unhappy people in the outside world mm-hmm. are and because and of the pirate era. how much they hated pirates. They hated pirates. Um, also, I want to put down that at this point I was like, no one dies in the One Piece universe? And Dan said, yeah, no one dies, really. Well, but that was a lie, audience. Significant. Yeah, Dan broke my heart. Significant deaths happen. There have been Ace and Whitebeard and obviously Goldie Roger himself prior to the story. Yeah, so what did I have to worry about? Well, you never know. That's the thing. You <laughs> don't know, and we are approaching Endgame. I'm going to put so. this in my Oppenheimer ways to betray John. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is your at your public hearing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Uda then arrives and they kind of force Luffy's group on the run again. Uh, Gordon pleads with her to not carry out her plan for fear in her, of her safety, uh, but Uda reveals that she has found a, a, a physical copy <laughs> of a song called Tot Musica. Tot, tot, tot. Which can which can unleash a great power, and Gordon is like stunned and immobilized because yeah. he he 
you know, knows what this means. Yeah. A disastrous thing is going to befall the, the island. Exactly. Uh, Luffy's group then comes across Kobe, yeah. uh, Helmeppo. And, and I was like, Kobe and him? Yeah. Kind of into each other. I didn't know that he became such a significant character, aside from, like, the vignettes that o- Oda puts in the... Oh, yeah. The thing. No, like, he does. Kobe grows. Yeah. Especially post-time skip, Kobe is Listen, now... I remember pink-haired nerd from, like, the first episode of One Piece. No, and he's come a long way. Well, he's, he's a fan he's, favorite, apparently. All the people in the audience loved him. They're like, oh. Well, because he became a hero of the Marines. He, oh, yeah. There was, like, a something called the Rocky Port Incident, where Kobe saved a bunch of people, and he's... He's growing in reputation since then, yeah. so it's like he's going to be one of Luffy's major rivals of the era. Be, he could be the next one. He could join uh-huh. the crew, I feel. Well, Maybe. he's a, his dream was to be a Marine. If uh-huh. anything, Luffy offered that to him yeah. when they start, but he recognized that Kobe wanted to be a Marine. Be a, a okay. Marine. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kobe, based on the... Oh, and Bleno is also... Bluno. Yeah, and I knew him because yeah. I've watched the Cypher CP9 arc, whatever, yes. like a thousand times because that's Robin's crowning moment. So I knew who he was. Of course. Yeah. And he has the door-door fruit. Yeah, very cool fruit. Uh, but that. they're there operating undercover as concert fans yeah. to kind of determine <laughs> what's going on. He's in his jumpsuit. Yeah, he's in his tracksuit. <laughs> His Tannenbaum's yeah. tracksuit with the flower in his hair. I'd love that, yeah. Uh, but Kobe reveals that Uda has the power of the Sing Sing fruit, which allows her to send people into a dream world known as the Sing Sing world, mm-hmm. uh, just by singing to them. Uh, so what we have been seeing, and this was a fairly reasonable twist when the movie was, you know, this should have been like the, the halfway mark time. instead of like the thirty-minute mark, though. Yeah, it's it's they're not in reality; they are in a dream world created by Uda's mm-hmm. own desires. They are in a, a linked reality and they are asleep in the real world op fruit and we should note that elegia in the real world is obviously much more visibly a ruin and dreary and and storm like overcast and everything uh and it's still abandoned in the dream world but it looks a lot brighter and and happier yeah Uh, but it's abandoned either way um so this power uh, will kind of extend across the world to anyone who is tuning in to the concert live stream. So if you're an Uda fan somewhere in the world you watching just this, fall asleep with the TV on like I do. You're yeah. fall yeah, yeah well, well we all do. Uh, you know you're, <laughs> you don't sleep. You then. risk to be this extends to you and you will be trapped in this dream world as mm-hmm. well. Uh, it is completely controlled by Uda. Uh, it does completely cease to exist whenever Uda falls asleep. But, because Uda has been consuming a drug called the Wake Shroom, uh, she will not fall asleep, uh, even though it dramatically shortens her life <laughs> Until she dies. And, but that's her endgame. And I said, uh, well, she's truly taking these shrooms that are going to kill her, but she'll live. And the endgame is that <laughs> she, she does intend to die, because in that circumstance, everyone in the Sing Sing world will be trapped there forever. Mm. With the, Their souls will be there, you know, with her forever. Yeah. Back in the real world, the Marine fleet arrives at Elegia to find all the concert goers unconscious. Sweeping. They they put on these like cyberpunk headphones for a bit to block out Uda singing, but Uda and I love this scene. It's like on this dreary little dock, mm. and like uh, Ad- uh, Vice Admiral Momonga and then Admiral uh, Fujitora kind of walk up to her. She's kind of, you know, going on about her plan, and she knows that the Marines have no way of stopping her, because if she dies, all of the innocent civilians will go with her. And I was like, normally the Marines wouldn't care about that, but we got that one cool guy with, like, 
the Fujitora. wooden sword. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, this is the first time I'm kind of seeing him as like caring about the people. Yeah, and it, and at first the Marines don't want to to kill her because they they you know they see the risk of that. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, you know Uda assumes control of the unconscious concert goers, kind of puppeteering their bodies, yeah. and this is the song "Fleeting Lullaby." And bop, bop of all bops. Thing so that got bops. me into this movie, yeah. And they're all paired with Uda, like, dancing in different ways to it, match it's the It's amazing. Song. Like, it is a bop. Literally listen to Fleeting Lullaby. It's what got me into this. And I was like, I'm excited to see One Piece yeah. film red. And her her, her dance moves kind of blend traditional and CG animation, but it looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, you know, she gangs up on the Marines, removes their hearing blockers, um, and basically kind of stops them from doing anything for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five elders know that Uda, you know, only has a few hours to let, like, left to live, and <laughs> little did I know when she when she <laughs> does die, seventy percent of the world's population will, will be die? trapped along with her. Oh my god! 70- and I I don't know if this was intentional. I mean, but... that's true. I think seventy percent of the world has seen Beyonce in concert. That's oh, true. Oh wait, yeah. Dan, you you haven't though. I haven't though. I have. I... Oh. You know what concert I would rather be at, but and we dare not alas. speak her name here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I, I, I have to wonder if this was, like, a little cheeky thing, but obviously in the real world, Sing Sing is a prison. Yeah, yes, so, yeah, we know. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> so that was probably a reference. But, uh, you know, because of that, the five elder stars are kind of becoming more desperate. And it's a it's continually a funny image because it's the five old guys sitting with Rob Lucci yeah. watching this stream with the volume <laughs> off, uh, you know, of what's going on on the island. Uh, Kobe's group helps the pirates free themselves by singing the note that correlates to the like where they are on well, the like Brooke sheet translates music. on the sheet music he's yeah. like do re me whatever and i'm glad they didn't forget him and the fact that he's a musician and yeah. that they you know yeah. he would do that yeah um so the straw hats then head towards the castle to try to find a weakness in uda's power uh in the library uh robert robin discovers that there is <laughs> a way uh to make the worlds converge uh, and that it would only happen if Tot Musica shows up. Yeah, they're fighting these evil Goma-style band instruments. Yeah. That have come to life Mayan slash Inca. The, the rest of the characters are kept busy fighting the robots while Robin is looking for an answer. And I said, Robin's doing something. I should be happy. But... She, history nerd. And as, yeah. you know, as the... Uh, well, she's the only one who can read. Well, she's the yeah. archaeologist. Well, yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But she's No one else on that team can the read. The archaeologist. Maybe Nami, if we're giving her credit, but only maps. So she's like looking through the books, and she's also looking at this huge mural that's on the on the roof. And uh, we, we basically figure out that if a Sing Sing user <laughs> summons Tot Musica, it will temporarily bridge the rea- like the gap between the dream world mm-hmm. and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that until theory, the user falls to sleep, yes, it's like oh, yeah. uh oh. Well, if the user falls asleep, then everyone goes free. Yeah, because by One Piece Devil Fruit. If you, like if the user goes unconscious, then their power stops working. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like Robin basically confirms that as long as Uda is conscious, they can't get out on yeah. their own free will. Yeah. Um, so instead, they will have to wait for her to summon Tot Musica and then defeat it in the real world yeah. in the dream the sing world simultaneously. And I think like Charlotte Oven gets a line <laughs> like, "Oh, this has to work if it was like chronicled by historians, then maybe it has been tried once before." Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, you know, Uda resumes her concert. 
Uh, but her audience starts kind of resisting her. Yeah, but she's like, everyone's equal here. Like, you should be fine. And they're like, no, yeah. I need to go home and take care of the sheep. Like, Saint uh, Charlotte shows up, or mm. one of the, like, one of the, uh, like, uh, world nobles shows up. Uh, celestial dragons. I hate them. Always hated them. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, no, they're they're Awful. bastards. Yeah. But he wants to buy Uda as a slave, yeah. and she's not having it. Um, she takes out the world noble, uh, but, you know, again, her audience is getting restless. Like, there's one boy who needs to go home and tend to his <laughs> sheep, uh, and there's other tend ones the who just want to get back to their, <laughs> their lives. What would Bandit do? If I was trapped in a Sing Sing world? You would have brought I, Bandit with you. So. I would have brought Bandit. The, yeah. yeah. Bandit would have gotten a little chopper outfit to yeah. go uh, to that concert. So, um, But it's fine. It's outdoors. So then, uh, yeah, Bandit, Bandit would have been eating one of those giant cartoon hot dogs, ham yeah. hocks that oh, Luffy's hocks, always yeah, eating. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she, you know, Uda does not like the fact that people are kind of resisting her dream. Says, me gonna turn you to crackers and cheese. She does. She turns and them boys. all into inanimate objects, uh, usually related to... What inanimate to... object or food would you be turned into? Uh, we gotta ask. Default answer would be toy train mm. or Godzilla toy. Probably. I would say either chicken parm for me for food. Because, mm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're talking about that, right? But I guess maybe, I don't know, an amiibo or some sorts? I don't know. And if you, if it has some... to be like a little effigy of me. And if someone eats the yeah. chicken parm, they gain your power? Which if... is just... <laughs> <laughs> to act <laughs> <laughs> to act in a lingering will of sorts but yeah um <laughs> the act of being depressed and watching the bbc version of pride and prejudice over and over again yes we forgot to mention that depressed barbie skit it got me dead well like, the, it really figured me according to the reddit comments everyone loved that joke oh that was that God. was probably like, the that top. was my best joke that and well that the wall and then ken going sublime was, yeah. was probably one yeah. of my favorites yeah and the Snyder Cut reference. Mm. Um, but uh, Uda is kind of strolling through this, this like... Uh, Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts, exactly. Yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts Water World, world yeah. And uh, Luffy goes to confront her, and Uda reveals that, uh, from her perspective, Shanks abandoned her on Elegia yeah. after sacking the city and plundering all of its and treasure. she trusted the Gordon Fisherman. Well, yeah, so basically what happened was, was in her, like, as a child, after the last time she saw Luffy, Uda, you know... <laughs> Gave uh, a farewell concert for the she, people of Elegia. Elegia, and they, like, everyone was fawning over her, they, mm -hmm. they had her sing into the night. Yeah. But Shanks, at one point, had spoken to her and was like, do you want to stay here at Elegia and, and learn with the best and become, a, like, a, a professional a competent singer? competent singer, yeah. But she's like, no, I'm the musician of the Red Hair Pirates, that's what I'm going to do. And then later that night, she is is awoken to disaster striking. Yeah, everyone's the dead on the island, aside from Gordon. Her boy Shanks the is driving off yeah, with the, his pirate friends with treasure. The island is burning down. Everyone's gone. And according to Gordon, Shanks yeah. just plundered it. And I have abandoned to say, just Uda. maybe leave a letter. Well, he couldn't for reasons. We we do figure I, out why. I, he could have. It's stupid. He could have. It's like a. But, yeah. it, it's like a loose. Eh, but it's it's Shanks. I knew something was up. I said, kinda, "There's no way fan favorite Shanks is going to abandon a child." No, and there's no way he would plunder an island either. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, so, so despite this, uh, okay, so <laughs> we uh, hold on. Let me just try to recheck where we are. Mm. So finally. Um, this kind of, like, Uda disregards Luffy trying to get through to her, and he, she 
symbolically tears a, a hole in the straw hat yeah. that she had taken from him. Yeah. And in the Luffy real world... freaks out the One Piece. It's being torn, It's Dan. not the One Piece. It is the One Piece. Uh, she... <laughs> Want a bet? Like, in the real world, I'll take that bet. Yeah. I'll give you... What, what can I... What Two what hay I pennies? Wager? Two hay pennies? Two hay pennies. Yeah. I'll whack his, whack his wish. Some portion of Amiibos, mm. probably. Oh, you'll take my Amiibo cut? I better, I better rescind the bet. But, uh... <laughs> Dare not lose them. I'll give you the, the pirate to my Mithra. How about oh, that? Yeah, well, that could yeah, work. we could take that. Um... And we'll split them like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll trade them off week after week. <laughs> we'll do the color purple. We shall never part. Wear them as necklaces <laughs> that go with each other. Uh, but, uh, in the real world... <laughs> Uda is about to stab Luffy through the heart. Yeah, the hat, uh, because she she's said like, bye bye, <laughs> she bye bye Luffy. <laughs> and symbolically, in the dream world, she sets up like a um, like a mimic of Roger's execution, where yeah. two of her Kingdom Hearts soldiers. <laughs> yeah, are Dan about looked to, to me as if like, I didn't know. I and, know that. But before she can stab him, Shanks in the real world intervenes. It's like, hey, babe, wanted to see you for a bit. And so you know, We're Shanks back. is there and. And I like how this is done in the movie because for a little bit you can't really tell if Shanks is there. Well, do we see Shanks a lot in the series or no? We don't see him a lot. Okay, no. all right. Um, but so he pops up like in major moments then. So when I was watching this the first time, I was like, "Is Shanks even really here, or is she hallucinating yeah. this?" But but he is actually okay. there. Um, so Shanks is trying to help Uda. But Akainu was finally given the order for the Marines to just fire on her and all of the attacking civilians, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of, uh, you know, the fact that they're being, you know, mind-controlled. So the, the red hair pirates are forced to go on the defensive and start defending the civilians yeah. from the Marines. Yeah. Uh, terrified at the slaughtering of her subjects and starting to slip into delirium from the wake shrooms, Uda summons Tot Musica, which, which cues the song of the same name. Another and I bop. Another bop. love this song. You would yeah. love this more than Fleeting Lullaby, though. This is the Danvers Jonathan debate. It I is. Think, I think Fleeting Lullaby is the best song on the. And Tot Musica, Musica's got that oomph that. But I you like. haven't studied music like me. I have not. And the singers of the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get to music. <laughs> There'll be uh, more. She then attacks Luffy uh, in the Sing Sing world using Top Musica, but Gordon takes the blow instead. Uh, he reveals that Top Musica was actually the one that destroyed Elegia 12 years earlier yeah. after Uda accidentally summoned him. Yeah. Her, Oops, I read the wrong score. Her voice was so, you know, uh, they So they wonderful and activated the, the secret scroll beneath... Well, Notably, they were like, okay, Uda's not staying here with us. We'll broadcast her singing to the entire island. And that mm. was a mistake because it echoed throughout the castle and then awoke Tot Musica, mm -hmm. who the music has a will of its own and it found its way to Uda, who, when she started singing it, instantly yeah. summoned. I didn't this understand demon. this dark music god that was, existed below the island, but it sure. Was, it was yeah. negative emotion. It was mm. like if. If the Sing Sing user is mostly positive, then I would assume it, like, the top music is the negative. Like, the nightmare. Mm. Quite literally, it's the Kirby nightmare. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's what it is. But I also think that it's a less stupid version of the smoke monster from Lost. It's, like, all of the okay. negative energy that's built up from the other thing. Mm. Um, but, uh, but basically, you know... Shanks didn't want Uda to feel guilty for what had happened, so he told Gordon to make up a fake story about how he, red-haired Shanks, yeah. had 
plundered the island, killed everyone, mm-hmm. and that way the Marines would pursue him, and Uda could grow up to be a regular, like a, a singer. our favorite trope of daddy wasn't there. Yeah. It didn't take me to the fair. And, uh, you know, even with this revelation, uh, Uda ends up uh, being consumed by Tot Musica and moves uh, to consume both versions of Elegia, mm-hmm. easily overpowering both the pirates and the marines. Yes. Um, and I think it is noted at some point that Uda had actually discovered this fact years earlier. She had found a transponder snail that had recorded the events of yeah. that night, and so she has been processing this guilt in her own way without telling Gordon. But she knew, like, that That gives me such pause. I don't know why. No, she... she she well no because it's she's the villain of the movie but that's the she's she's a sympathetic villain yeah, but she is the yeah. this is her distorted way of of dealing with just what like she did. if I knew that I summoned the demon of music would I go on to be a pop singer and do all this well, then I'd also don't know if she had the full picture of of what Tot Musica's nature was because yeah. again as Gordon said the only thing that saved the island last time was. Uda was too young to wield it, so okay. she passed out and fell asleep right, yeah. when it when it came. True, so she doesn't true. probably yeah. doesn't remember the details of that. Yeah. But she did see Shanks trying to save the day mm-hmm. and then, you know, staging the the mm-hmm. plundering or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh over uh so while the you know, the the pirates and you know, both in and out of the dream world are fighting they kind of realize that they have to hit the same point at the same time in order to do any damage to tot musica uh and this ends up you know finally happening because usopp is able to using observation <laughs> oh hockey, here we go is able to maintain a mental link with his father yasop and then a thing that dan had to explain to me i was like yasop isn't dead like that's his dad that's his dad yeah, yeah i didn't know that he's, i'm sorry he's... one piece viewers i'm not a good anime fan no that's it's it, there are too many characters i didn't know that he was still alive and yeah. that he worked for well, shanks or whatever usopp's mom died usopp's I, mom I... died after y- yasop <laughs> abandoned them to go join the red hair to be a sniper (laughs) um and so with observation hockey they're linked and they're able to coordinate simultaneous attacks on both sides uh so after a long and arduous battle luffy and shanks finally strike the finishing blows to defeat tot musica yes luffy briefly attains gear five in a little tease of it Uh, for for a a second short second looks very cool he's like cloud themed yeah, he's well. You'll when you see uh-huh. the whole the full picture of him. Well, he's, right. he's pretty it's cool. Coming. Yeah, uh, probably with that uh, that good uh, Warner Bros. animation mixed in with mm-hmm. his tomb powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and Shanks deal the you know the final blow, and uh, but at this point it's it. We think the good guys have lost because everyone on Elegia has already been consumed. And they're not returning to the real world, yeah. despite the fact that Top Musica has fallen. Mm-hmm. So back in the real world, uh, Shanks is with Uda, like propping her up, and I'm, I'm crying. Yes, <laughs> I'm booing. The, not as much as Barbie, but it's there. I care about her. The doctor of the Red Hair Pirates tosses Shanks some like, medicine, medicine that would, which I think is just kill me juice. No, it was it was just to put her to sleep. It was yeah. like to to help her fall asleep encounteract the wake shrooms mm. uh but uda knocks the bottle out of shanks's hand and mm. breaks it yeah. uh because she needs to sing another song to bring everyone back yeah that's the way her powers work 
So uh, then we get her final song, The World's Continuation, which mm-hmm. is a very sad... I don't... I'm not... This is where you can help. I don't know music it's just like stuff. A me- it's, it's like, like a, a melancholy, like, bittersweet song that she sings at the end. Would you consider like, this like a ballad? Yes, or a, this is a ballad. Okay. Of course it is, yeah. So yeah. she sings that, and, you know, the sun is setting, um, and, and Shanks kind of, you know, uh, protects her. Um, everyone is, is returned to their bodies in the real world, mm. but they're still asleep for the most part. Um, and the Marines finally attempt to seize Uta because, again, she's responsible for this calamity that's been happening. Yeah. But with a blast of Conqueror's hockey, Shanks repels Kizaru and Fujitora. All the Marines are like, oh no, we won't deal with that shit. Yeah, he knocks yeah. out, like, the Vice Admirals and everyone below and is just like, this is why you don't mess with Shanks. <laughs> and Shanks, I think as as Uda is fading out, he boldly reaffirms that this is his daughter mm-hmm. and he's not going to let anyone hurt her. And we well, do we do get a flashback that, <laughs> that Shanks had originally found Uda <laughs> in uh, a treasure chest. In a treasure chest. Yeah. So she she is not his biological daughter. Mm-hmm. But who put that baby in a treasure chest? Well we don't know. Will uh, we ever know? Well No. Oh. It's a mystery. But 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 Shanks looks back and remembers that Goldie Roger found him the exact same way, and he says to himself that this all makes sense. It all everything worked out. I the guess way it was I'm meant a dad you now. Yeah. Um. So back in the present, uh, Luffy wakes up on the Thousand Sunny. Uh, his crew has already departed Elegia, as have the red-haired pirates, and luffy looks over and sees shanks and the rest of his crew standing over a coffin yeah he got really good eyesight though to see all the way over there well yeah he probably yeah, does but, and i was like but who's in the coffin dad and the and the red-haired pirates are mourning for the departed uda she's not dad she i don't is. believe she is i don't i don't think she, i think she's gonna come back I think so. Well, I hope so. You I never know, so. but but it's Oda. Is, Why would he kill her off? She's the most OP. She's the most OP. Yeah, mm. and the movie doesn't fit into the. I didn't know she line, died. So. She died. Yeah, you gotta accept it. But but her music goes <laughs> on, lives on. Yeah, and we get a montage that we'll never hear again over the credits <laughs> of tons and tons <laughs> of past One Piece of people characters. I didn't know. Listening to one of her more joyful songs. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sunny like personifies it. Oh yeah, Sunny yeah. is is yeah, part of the little lion thing that in the comes, dream yeah. world. Uh, She's there, which is cute. I wasn't expecting that going yeah. into it. I thought it, that it was, was gonna be like the weird new mascot, but I was like, no. When Luffy like pats him as like Sunny. Yeah, at the end, that's but what reminded me? It's a thing in One Piece that when you love the ship enough, it gains a little spirit as, of its own. As so Dan does, is, yeah, uh, you know, but. The world is still happily listening to to Uda's music, and Uda, uh, Luffy, after chilling with you know on the on the masthead of the Sunny, kind of thinks back to Uda and their childhood, and then you know reasserts that he'll be king of the pirates. Yes. Oh, and we also forgot that that the entire time Uda, her little sigil had been a oh, yeah, stupid hat drawing a terribly drawn oh my gosh straw i could do better hat i could do a better drawing than a straw hat than luffy can that looked like a gourd so the entire time uda was wearing it as a little <laughs> reminder of him but you know one piece film red comes to a close mm. uh, on a bittersweet note um, <gasps> but but yeah, yeah. Uh, excellent one piece movie i believe yeah, favorite one piece movie as i said before introing i didn't think udo was gonna die mm-hmm. that kind of fucked me up a bit i love the music i think 
the soundtrack is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you're a One Piece fan, a lot's going on here that you wouldn't be accustomed to that mm-hmm. are like surprising. We get Luffy's new transformation for a second. We see some characters from before, as we often do in these One Piece movies, doing mm-hmm. things that they didn't before. Um, and we get some callbacks to some past characters as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really why you're a One Piece fan, right, audience? Yeah, and it would probably maybe lose a little oomph if you weren't familiar with some of the stuff that, like, with Shanks and stuff that's yeah, going I, I on. I try but, my best, Dan. I'm sorry. But yeah. but it's, no, but that is that is the nature of, of One Piece, mm-hmm. and One Piece welcomes all. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sure. By all means. Hmm. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I certainly yes. did. Yep. Uh, we, we simply had to cover it, so... Yeah. And with that, we did it. Yeah. Uh, before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can find me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, threads, Twitter. <laughs> threads? Uh, threads? Threads, which barely works, but but, but and Twitter. Um, you even have a threads before I have a threads. And our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast pages yeah. on Facebook. You can find me at a dream a la Fleeting Lullaby. If you ever want to find me, I'm John Kwiatkowski. Find me on uh, uh, Twitter and uh, 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 TikTok on uh, mm-hmm. Losing My Mind JK. No, no, Twitter on Drinking Read JK. Uh, Instagram and TikTok on Losing My Mind JK. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, feel free to check me out. I have two other podcasts, including um, uh, Drink and Read, where I cl- read some classic literature. Dune's coming up if it's not postponed to next year. Mm-hmm. So feel free to listen to me recap that or Warn Peace. And uh, Nightcaps Out Theater, where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. Of course. So, uh, having closed mm. out the last One Piece movie for now, yeah. uh, what can you tease about next our next episode? Well, the next episode after this one, I'm feeling in the mood for a little good movie. Dan. Okay. So, I think we're going to continue our good movie podcast with my first choice. And I did give you a hint last time about a clown outside of your bed singing about that and the next thing i'll say is "Ooh, this fabric it's so soft so sweet so supple that's all i'll say well i'd just rather wear a straw hat but that's just me of course you would before i rip it in half <gasps> make you cry a boohoo is drawing board okay yeah oh no he didn't die <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our wee horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.